Well, hello there, you fantasy cartographers. This is the Fantasy Map, the most popular podcast about a 16-team salary cap superflex fantasy football league in the Mid-Atlantic region. Its sole purpose is to harass the owners of the league for their every decision, right or wrong. However, our audience keeps growing, so you guys don't seem to have a life as well. Welcome to the Mid-Atlantic premiere. Today, we have Drew of the Darnstown Drush, 3-2, Dave of the Vienna Rams of the Best, 5-0, and, and myself, owner of the Iron Soul Cartographers, 0-5. This week, we had a fake trade, which no one liked, so we'll skip right over that. We also released a new parody, Trade It All, which the boys summarily hated. Um, with all due respect, what the fuck? <laughs> if you want the honest truth, what, what, what was that? I don't know. I think it's pretty funny. Just supposed to be lighthearted. But I suppose haters are just going to hate. Here's a brief clip so you can listen for yourself, and then we'll get right into the episode. Play, play, and the drush gonna choo, 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 baby. I'm just gonna trade, 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 trade. I trade it out, I trade it out. The chatter is gonna roar, 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 roar. And the strip is gonna play, 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 baby. I'm just gonna trade, 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 trade. I trade it out, I trade it out. All right, so recapping our matchup from last week. Uh, Lewisburg Luchadors lose kind of in heartbreak fashion to Darnstown Drush, 136 to 155. Uh, Luchadors started strong on Thursday night with 32 points from Justin Fields, a late swap of Curtis Samuel putting up 15 and a half points, um, a little trash talking from Justin uh, just to get like kind of crushed. Drush put up 155 points, Travis Etn 34. Uh, Burrow bouncing back, Purdy looking like he could be a, a top five, top ten fantasy QB, um, and the Devin, what is it, A Chain, A Chan, just just chugging along, um, even with a fumble, putting up twenty one points. So, um, Drush has now won uh, what three in a row, um, back to the the form we thought we'd see early on. Um, next matchup, the Maniunk Loose Cannons squeaking out of victory, 114 to 113 over Joe's Primo team. And I know I said the last matchup was heartbreaking, but this one was actually heartbreaking because as the Monday night game went final, Joe's Primo team had the lead. And then as soon as it went final and the Dallas Cowboys uh, giving up 42 points, pushed them to a negative, uh, negative one, um, just enough to flip this matchup. Uh, Joe's Primo team losing by 0.6 points to Manny Unk Loose Cannons. Um, yeah, heartbreaking. Joe's Primo team has scored the second most points in our league and moved to two and three after five weeks. Moving on to the next game, and that was, I mean, just absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, I wish we'd dwell on it a little bit longer, but my word. Um, but the next game, um, Fancy Footwork, usually we don't spend a lot of time on this, but I decided, you know, let's take a look, little look at, at Fancy Footwork. Are they making a comeback? This is a, a 127-45, to 45, but I think there's a couple things to note with Fancy's team. That's Jaleel McLaughlin. Does he have uh, a running back to pair with James Conner? 
Um, and is he going to need Jaleel McLaughlin because Jonathan Taylor's back? Um, and I think we may discuss uh, we discussed this last week, but with Jonathan Taylor back, um, is he really back? Because Zach Moss right now is is, is making a statement uh, to keep him at bay. So fancy footwork charging back two and three, uh, usual perennial contender. Maybe they're going to make some noise this year. Next game is Breezewood Nuts taking down the previously undefeated Philly Citywide, uh, but this just wasn't a game. One forty to 63.72 breezewood nuts they're the highest scoring team in 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 our league this was supposed to be a a matchup of titans in it uh he didn't even have to play a defense um and it proved to be exactly what he thought didn't matter he actually got three zeros three different players scored zero (laughs) on his team and he still put up 140 points um, there's nothing that Philly Citywide could have even hoped to have done um, going down uh, 140 to 63. Let's see if they match back. The Street Meat lost to the home run and hitters 81 to 80, uh, 99. The Street Meat low score was partially due to the surprise injury to Amon Ross St. Brown, which held him out of practice all week and then eventually the game. A lot of teams have gone with glass cannon builds in our league in recent years, but I don't think any have been as punished as quickly as the Meats, and now they're 1 and 4. The home run hitters win without having to break a triple-digit score, getting to 2-3. and three. The problem is they don't have anyone on by to explain the poor production. We may be seeing the end of the Derrick Henry era. Luckily, Clay has Tajay Spears, who looks to have a lot of potential as the king's successor. Moving on to the next game, we've got Vienna Rams with the best. 5-0 and beat the Virginia Grounded Pound 1-4, uh, 105-93. It looked to be a lopsided affair until the Rams lost Johnson, Jefferson, and Nathan Dell, or I should say Tank Dell, but Allen and Howe came through to clinch the victory, scoring more than half their points. How long they can keep up their lossless season, though, is still a question. Uh, Grounded Pound was happy to have Cup return and immediately accrue eight catches for 115 yards, but it just wasn't enough. He was down 25 going into Monday night with Josh Jacobs and Jaden Reed. So the hope was there for an upset, but Jacob still returned to his tw- uh, Jacob still has not returned to his 2022 form and Reed only got two targets. It's clear the team has potential for the future, but with Daniel Jones at the helm, it just looks like it won't be achieved this season. Uh, Arlington Darlings pull off uh Maybe a surprise upset here. 115 to 101 over the Frederick Scrubs. Uh, Arlington Darlings getting their QB buys out of the way early. Both Geno Smith Smith and Deshaun Watson on buy in week five. Uh, So Matt Corral gets the start. And what does he do? He outstores the Scrubs QBs. Uh, Scrubs starting Mac Jones. Negative 1.6 points does not help. Um, Guys, fun fact. I saw the stat here. 86% 86% of fantasy teams starting Jamar Chase won in week five. 14% joined the Frederick Scrubs in losing. Ouch. Yeah. I wonder, though, what the percentage was for DJ Moore. And you, you put those uh, two. He, yeah, he was 78, 78%. So <laughs> there you go. one of them was going to lose this week. Uh, moving to the last game of the week, Punxsutawney Pixie Pericots moved to four and one, taking down Jack and Off, who dropped to two and three. Uh, wasn't really an overwhelming performance by Pets and Pericots, just kind of a par for the course. Got really good production out of uh, their tight end, but uh, really some underwhelming quarterback performances. Dak Prescott, Dalvin Cook didn't give him anything. Garrett Wilson didn't give Jack and Off anything, and they fall to what looks like a 
uh, the for real pensive parakeets. All right. Well, on to our next segment. And gentlemen, it was kind of a crazy week. Obviously, we had a ton of big players get horrible injuries, at least going on the IR. We had Devin A-Chain, Justin Jefferson, Anthony Richardson, James Connor, Khalil Herbert. And I don't know if this happens to you, but often when my player goes down, I will get two to three text messages immediately telling me of the unfortunate situation my player is going through. Now, sometimes it's like an IR injury. Other times, it's like they're out for two plays and they just got hit really hard. And I'm just wondering, what's the etiquette? When a player goes down, how long do you wait to text someone, hey, you know, your guy's going down? Do you do it immediately? Do you wait a couple minutes? Like, what's the deal? Dave, let's go with you. Uh, are you are you playing the player? Are you playing the person that week? Because I'm all about the trash talk inner matchup during the week, um, during the game. Um, I unf- unfortunately have not watched a ton of football Sunday uh, between the, the 1 and, and 4 o'clock slate, so uh, I'm not uh, seeing those injuries, texting those live. But, um but yeah, I know it gets your blood pressure pumping, Byron. I, I know certain people are doing it just to just to get get the get a raise from you. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, there've been a, a lot of injuries. It seems like a lot this week uh, more sev- severe uh, with the handful you just mentioned going on on IR and and having um, you know really testing the depth of, of some of the teams in our league. All right. Yeah, no, I I, I agree, and um, I, I think. You know, I, I just text people if I see someone go down, so I don't know if I think about the etiquette. I'm just like, oh, shit, sorry, like, that's scary. Uh, and I just assume that everybody is like me and just sitting on their couch and watching uh, Red Zone. So if you're not, what are you doing? You have a kid? You're going to watch it? What? <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but well, I don't know. What do you guys think is the most significant of these injuries? We have HN uh, on IR, Justin Jefferson for uh, Dave. Anthony Richardson, I mean, Joe's primo team. Can you get any luck with these hits? You hit on these first-round picks, and they immediately get hurt. Uh, it's got to be rough. And James Conner, Khalil Herbert. Which of these is, is uh, you know, kind of the most significant? Which of these is There's the least no significant? There's no question it's Anthony Richardson. It's got to be the most significant. Definitely not the best player on the list, but for his team, it's devastating. Uh, it almost... Especially because most of these injuries are considered to be four weeks, five weeks. Obviously, we're getting to know more information on HN, but it seems it seems like he's going to be back week eleven. Richardson, they're not even giving us that much information. It it could be a much longer issue, and yeah, for Joe's Primo team to lose Breeze Hall last year, and obviously to have just a chain of bad injuries, this is just the worst luck. Yeah, you talk about uh, I forget the the exact wording you use, Byron, but the what the glass, glass teams? What do you call them? The glass cannon. Um, th- this is that. I mean, Joe's Primo team losing their second QB. Um, you scroll up and down, and guys, I think we're going to see two tight ends <laughs> being started this week by Joe's Primo team. Uh, not where you want to be in week six. Not where you want to be at all. Yeah, no, I, I that is. Uh, Easily the most significant, uh, I think, uh, 
me, you, um, Mike, and, and even Fancy, it probably can can adjust to, to some of the, the lower, lesser kind of players. J- James Conner and Khalil Herbert, I think, are easier to, to kind of mitigate for. You're not expecting huge numbers. And I think you and I both have top kind of RB1s and wide receiver ones to slot in. Um, it's going to be real hard to replace Anthony Richardson. Now, in terms of, yeah, yeah, sorry. Anyways, now, of course, John, this is just an interesting etiquette argument. And you guys brought up another one that I didn't even consider in terms of how you should approach the league by week etiquette. What, Dave, why don't you just explain to me what you mean by that and then your thoughts? Yeah, so you say texting someone, you know, oh, that, you know, so and so might have gotten hurt and, um, well, obviously the game's going on. If players slotted in and, and a player gets hurt, that that sucks. That's fantasy football. That's real football. Um, but I threw out there, uh, you know, right before we started recording here, just the bye week etiquette. Uh, if you're facing someone uh, and you see, sorry, you see someone else uh, has a bye player in their starting lineup. Obviously, we talk about it on this pod, but if they don't listen to the pod, uh, is it okay to text someone in a matchup you are not involved in to tell them to start and swap a bye player out so they get points? Um, and I think kind of twofold. One, I don't think we should have to do it because I think everyone in this league uh, should be involved enough to, to swap a bye player out. But two, I don't know. I, I think I might have a differing opinion here of, of Drew. Um, I think if you're not involved in the matchup, um, you shouldn't have to be getting involved. You shouldn't have to text. I shouldn't have to text Drew's opponent this week to tell him to swap a player off I by. I think it wholly matters. It's a matter of <laughs> thing. I, I agree with you. If you're totally kind of not impacted by the game, then then sure, don't. But if, if you think that game can affect your playoff seating, then of course, go for it. <laughs> uh, like, absolutely, I'm going to try to be like, hey, I need this guy to lose. Like, go. If you have a draft pick of somebody and you want them to lose, Go for it. Like, why not? Try to get them to play. Um, I think if you have absolutely no interest, um, I I think I'm a little bit less like, oh, like, I want everyone to put their best at, like, who cares at that point? Sure. Uh, That might be trying too hard. But otherwise, um, you know, go for it. And the last one, we've got trade etiquette. And I think probably the first thing on everyone's mind is fake trades, good or bad. I'm getting a strong impression... (laughs) <laughs> the group uh, chat spoken. Yeah. But the, the original so. purpose of the trade etiquette question was actually you make a trade, it's bad. Do you text the person who was on the, I guess, receiving end of the bad trade and tell them you would have offered more? I know I did it with the Pitts trade, I, I did it very publicly in the group chat. Uh, I imagine, Drew, you did that with Garoppolo after the Mac Jones trade. Dave, I'm, I'm sure you've done it in the past as well. What, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I have done it. I, I didn't do it with the Mac Jones trade because I had offered him Jimmy G uh, before it, so he knew. It wasn't like we hadn't talked. Um, so that there's no point. Like He knew. Um, but, uh, you know, absolutely let people know and next in the future they'll think about it right like this isn't just about that one trade or, or that it's about being like hey look 
know that I'm looking to trade always. So if you you're making something, look look through rosters and and remind people to do that. Sure. Yeah, I think I said, um, you know, I think I said I thought Mac Jones was was QB thirty two. Um, so I feel like I misguided Scott. I was maybe a a couple of slots too high on him. Uh, I don't know if you know if I had said thirty five, if he would have done the trade. Um, but yeah. I, I don't know. I think anytime you trade for a player um, to make your team arguably better, I think you have to overpay to get that player. And so in the immediate reaction, I, I think there's always a, a winner and loser. Um, and yeah, you know, hindsight a year or two years down the road, maybe not. But I think in the immediate, someone always sees sees a winner and loser. And, and obviously we have the the pod and we're not afraid to share um but yeah you know i think if you want a player or you you want to trade more for a player then you know do it the league is shopping people are out there buying and selling so yeah sure you can send the text to say i would have paid more well do it (laughs) pay more right now before that player gets traded because um you know we've seen a lot of people moving and i'm sure there will be more all right, let's get on to next week's games and predictions. First up, we have the Ainsville Cartographers, 0-5, versus the Arlington Darlings, 3-2. and The Darlings are currently 33-point favorites, and honestly, it's just a free win for them this week. They haven't updated their lineup yet, so they still have the IR'd Herbert. Harris is on by. And they still have Matt Corral at quarterback because they had Geno Smith and Deshaun Watson on bye last week. So, yeah, uh, the 33-point spread is not even including all of that. So I, I think it's just a perfect time for them to get this free win. Deshaun Watson still has a little bit of an injury concern. And, yeah, uh, this is perfect timing for the Darlings to go 4-2. and two. See, this is a case where I think their opponent might text them and tell them to put players in uh, that are on by. Uh, next matchup, the Lewisburg Luchadors, 14-point favorites over Monocacy Street Meat. Um, hey, a little good luck for Monocacy Street Meat. How about that? They're starting two QBs this week with Gardner Minshew the second um, uh, in line to start for the Colts. But... It's not going to be enough. Whenever you see Latavius Murray and Eric Gray, that's right, Eric Gray in the starting lineup for Monocacy Street Meet, uh, especially Justin Fields seeming to at least show fantasy value uh, these last two weeks for Lewisburg Luchadors, um, I expect the Luchadors to move to 4-2 and two, uh, with an easy win this week. Yeah, I mean, overlooked last week was Luchadors scored the third most points in the league and still lost that uh, that game. Uh, they didn't deserve a loss last week. And a pretty good performance. This next game we're going to look at is uh, uh, back-to-back weeks Philly Citywide uh, taking on some juggernauts of the league. Uh, this time Philly Citywide going up against the Puxatawney Pensive Parakeets. Uh, last week was bad. The line on this one says uh, Philly Citywide is coming back down to earth uh, after their 4-0 start. 33-point underdogs. Um, and, and when you first think about it, I mean, the, the Philly Citywide has some teams, but they're facing that Packers by Aaron Jones, Jordan Love out. 
in is Craig Reynolds and Mac Hollins. That's trouble. Um, but when you have Lamar Jackson, Keenan Allen, A.J. Brown, and maybe Michael Thomas, maybe you can put some points up. But with that said, uh, I think this line makes sense. I, I think they might cover it, but they're still going to lose by a lot. The Frederick Scrubs, 2-3, and three, face off against Fancy Footwork, 2-3. and three. The spread is 19 points in favor of the Scrubs. And obviously, you can kind of see why. Their team still has some of the best players on in the league with Justin Herbert, Kenneth Walker, and they've got the upstarts Kyron Williams and Isaiah Pacheco. And Jamar Chase has finally come back to life. Fancy Forkwork, on the other hand, is still trying to piece together things. Desmond Ritter had a good game, but you have Jonathan Taylor, who, again, as Drew already mentioned earlier in the podcast, took a back seat to Zach Moss, and it's going to be hard for the coaching staff to come in and just immediately give Taylor a bunch of carries after that performance from Moss. Uh, you got CeeDee Lamb and Metcalf, who are both good receivers, but they haven't hit that next level in, I think, any game, at least not since the New York Jets game for the CeeDee Lamb. So it's an interesting matchup, but I have the Scrubs by a mile here, and they need the win badly to get 3-3. Three and three. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, how wild would it be if, if he just keeps riding the bench for a while after getting the $42 million, He has to get some I don't time, think that's how the, the – the, it's like in like Madden, maybe that's how it would work. But in reality, you pay someone $42 million, GM is going to force that player to get played. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's going to have to get yeah. time. There's no – especially a running back. You take that risk on a running back, you have to play him. Um, but Moss is breaking out at the wrong time, I guess. Right. Increasing his trade value, right? True. They'll move on from him and, and slot in Taylor. Um, next matchup, Joe's Primo team um, coming off a devastating loss against Virginia Ground and Pound, uh, coming off a, a very winnable game. Um, both these teams, I'm going to say, need this win. Uh, Virginia Ground and Pound, you know, a, a loss here would move them to 1-5, um, almost an impossible climb. Uh, for Joe's Primo team, you know, we, we talked about it earlier, Anthony Richardson going on IR. Uh, so a team who had scored the second most points in the league looking to claw their way back to 3-3, three and three, uh, back to 500. Um, I lean Joe's Primo team this week. Uh, Virginia Ground and Pound, Cooper Cup back, Cooper Cup doing Cooper Cup things. Uh, Cooper Cup putting up 15 fantasy points by halftime, uh, doing what he does uh, last week. But for Joe's Primo team, you know, Christian McCaffrey and Brees Hall have been doing things recently. Tua leading the league in passing yards. We're, we're right up there if he's not. So um, I think it doesn't matter even if Joe's Primo team gets a zero in that super flex spot. I think they can uh, win this matchup. Yeah. Wild to me that Tua is QB8. Uh, it doesn't compute in my head. Um, he seems like he's much higher. Next matchup is Darnstown Droosh versus the home run hitters. Uh, we got a one-point line on this, um, and, uh, you know, that's uh, makes sense when you start looking up and down uh, the lineup. I think uh, on on my side, I think top heavier, right, uh, with Brock Purdy, Joe Burrow, Travis Etienne, and Austin Eckler, and Brandon Ayuk. Uh, but some big holes with Kadarius Toney and Marvin Mims kind of uh, at the wide receiver position. On the other hand, uh, home run hitters has players that can get in points at every single point in this lineup. Well, from Nico Collins, Jacoby Myers having big games. Um, so I think uh, it, it's going to be tight. 
Um, I, I think I'm going to pull it out, but I, I think it's going to take a big effort from one of my superstars to do so. Breezewood Nuts, 4-1, and one, face off against Jagannoff, 2-3. and three. And the line is very close with Nuts, 9.5 favorites. It, it does seem like this is going to be a closer matchup than I would have originally suspected. The Nuts are the highest scoring team in the league right now. But you do have some concerns, mostly, I think, in the Jerome Ford area. But Jagannoff, I, I just I see their running backs, Alvin Kamara and Amari. Oh, my goodness. DeMarcado. I feel like that was actually pretty close, gentlemen. Like, yeah. Oh. Just can yeah. we give prop? Can we give props to them for having this guy on the team? Yeah. Wild. So you, you have him coming in. But I have to say the thing that I'm the most concerned about is what does Kirk Cousins look like? without Justin Jefferson, my guess is not very good. Just the amount of coverage that Justin Jefferson demands alone has to have a very large effect on everything. And I think Kirk Cousins is going to see, I think his numbers are going to drop considerably. Yeah, if there's a defense you want to go against, though, it's (laughs) Chicago's defense. but yeah, Kirk Cousins currently leading the NFL in passing touchdowns. Um, probably doesn't continue the next four weeks without Jefferson, but um, but I think he'll put up points this week. And the last matchup we have, gentlemen, is Maniac Loose Cannons, two and three, versus Vienna Rams are the best, five and zero. Oh. And do my eyes deceive me, or are the Loose Cannons three point favorites, Dave? This is your matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Look, anytime you go against Puka, you have to be worried about being the underdog. Um, you know, I, I've talked about him a lot in the group chat. The guy's phenomenal. Um, eventually, we'll, we'll work out a trade here, Chad, but uh, maybe I shouldn't talk him up so much. But but the guy's one of a kind, you know. Um, so, yeah, going against him, you, you have a, a chip on your shoulder. But, yeah, obviously the injury bug has hit. Vienna Rams are the best. No one's shedding a tear for, for my team. Um, that's why you have some depth and, and you hope uh, that the team can pull through. Um, yeah, we're looking for a big week from Josh Allen and Sam Howell again uh, to hopefully offset the, the running back and wide receiver injuries. And, uh, hey, guys, Kyle Pitts got 11 targets last week. He caught seven balls. How about that? The guy... Turns out the uh, the guy can catch. You should just throw to him more, right? Who would have thought that after his rookie season, a thousand yards, he could play football? That's just yeah, it's wild when you actually use him. Um, but I mean, there's also the chance that at least Candace, uh gets back Saquon. I think um, that's uh, iffy for this week. If he gets him back, that's another big plug into your lineup. It's not you're not the most confident in it, but I still think you play him over your other options there. Um, and uh, that Justin Jefferson injury, uh, you're you're really going to start to feel it um, this week. Um, I, I forget who it's not this game, but whoever has KJ Osborne probably the biggest beneficiary of that. Um, but with that said, yeah, I think it's going to be close. I, I, I'm going to lean loose cannons here just because I'm going to root for for the team that I want to win, so that Dave comes back down to earth here a little bit. But I think it's going to be tight. All right, moving on, we've got our weekly awards. Last week.
That was last week's weekly award uh, for the highest scoring player on a salary of $8 or less. I kind of called it beforehand. Uh, I, I think I did have uh, some, some good players to, to go here, and Travis Etienne um, ended up uh, winning um, that one with 34 points. I think there was a quarterback, uh, Desmond Ritter, or someone who, who was close at like 29, and a couple other players that were uh, sniffing around it, but it was Etienne um, who ended up winning that. And this yeah, week... Yeah, can I, can I ask before you go to this week, um, who, who picked the $8 mark? Was that... Was that you? Travis After... Etienne is six dollars. So yeah, does it matter? See, I feel like it was week five. It should have been five dollars. Uh, oh, like, uh, that would have been smart. I feel like we have to check on what this treasurer is mm. doing here, lining himself up to win. Uh, just uh-huh. throwing that out there. 100%. Yeah, let's go to this All week. Right. This week's. I'm here, so I won't get fined. Dave's about to complain yet again because this week's <laughs> award goes to restricted free agents and franchise tag players, um, which of course I do have a chance to compete in. How dare I? Uh, how dare I try to compete for awards? Um, I will say, you know, that uh, I, I believe I forget. There's other ones this year that I have like no chance to get. So regardless, sure. franchise tag. And highest uh, and restricted free agent players. A lot of people have a chance at this one. Dave, who you got? Uh, explain to me, restricted free agent. You have to have matched someone in this past yeah. year or has any to be on year. A, um, any has year. to be on any, a any, non-escalating, any okay. non-escalating contract. Any year. Yeah, I'll um, I'll go a little bit. You know what? I'll I'll give this one to someone who's been losing a lot lately, who could use the win. Um, a team going up against the Jets. I'm going to give it to Jalen Hurts, uh, quarterback for the Monocacy Street meet. Throw, throw the guy a bone, you know? You know what? I'm going to go with Tony Pollard. I feel like they deserve a I, – I think he's had not the best streak recently, but I feel like Tony Pollard comes through. going to go with I'm going to yang here um, and I know this team's called the ground and pound uh, but they're going to air it out this week to one Cooper Cup he's going to remind people in this league exactly why he's a monster of a fantasy football player and go off for like 38 points wait here we go who Cooper Cup he's oh franchise, franchise tag it was franchise tag and restricted oh my apologies I wasn't listening yeah uh, all right well gentlemen that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys have a good week. Good luck in your matchups, and uh, have a good one. I got too many picks. I'm driving other teams. That's what people say. Uh-huh. That's what people say. Uh-huh. I send teams like trash. And they should have to pay. Yeah. At least that's what people say. Uh-uh. That's what people say. Uh-uh. I keep texting. Can't stop, won't stop dealing. It's like I got this roadmap in my mind. Should we know I can win it all? Cause the play is gonna play, 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 play. And the drill's gonna drill, drill.
Trade it out, I trade it out, trade it out, I trade it out. 